Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to brace yourself because something good might be happening. Possibly. Because as of this morning, Russia says it's pulling back some of its forces amid the Ukraine crisis. Okay, so Russia might be pulling out. That, that would be good, right, Joe? That would be good, but we have not yet verified that. An invasion remains distinctly possible. Okay, probably smart not to trust Vlad on this one. Dudes like him never pull out when they say they will. (laughs) But, true story, based on true story. But still, the signs are looking mildly positive. Yesterday, Russia's top diplomat endorsed more talks to resolve its standoff with the West. As part of that diplomatic effort, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz met with Putin at this extremely long table. (laughs) It's the same one Putin used last week when he met with French President Macron. (laughs) I think, I think I know why these negotiations are taking so long. (laughs) If you remove your troops, we'll cut the sanctions. Got it. I will move the tanks in. No, thanks, I'm not hungry. (laughs) One of the reasons... One of the reasons we know what's going on with Russia's military is social media, because videos of Russian troops massing on Ukraine's borders are being widely disseminated on TikTok, (laughs) leading the media to label this conflict the TikTok war. (laughs) Oh, no! Not a TikTok war. That would be... I don't know what that would be. I'm 57. <laughs> I don't... What... I, can we... I don't... Uh, 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 uh. Bang, bang. Uh, uh, uh. Instead of TikTok war, can it be just a long-form podcast battle or a <laughs> stack of old New Yorkers conflict? I don't... Anyway, here's what's happening. All over Russia and Ukraine, everyday citizens are recording military activity with their phones and posting those videos on social media like this. That really feels bizarre and dystopian. (laughs) But it is reminiscent of World War II newsreels that would combine troop movements with ASMR. Are marching through the square. Right, left, right, left. War seems pretty cool. While Russia's military actions play out on the old social meds, 
The U.S. government is racing to prepare for every potential scenario, which is why the Biden administration has assembled a diverse group of experts preparing a clear series of responses who are being called the Tiger Team. So named because they're ground war experts. The Tiger Teams. Thank you. Really? Really? Very generous. You're very generous. The Tiger Team's, Tiger Team's job is to come up with a playbook for every eventuality. One way they've been gaming out scenarios is through multi-hour tabletop exercises. So, they're playing Risk. They're playing... They're just playing Risk. Which is bad news for Australia. You guys weren't even in this thing, and now you're going to be taken in the first turn. You might want to brace yourselves again, ladies and gentlemen, because it looks like there may be some actual consequences for former president, you know coup. <laughs> because New York Attorney General Letitia James has been investigating the former president's family business for tax and or bank fraud. And as a result of her probe yesterday, the former president's accounting firm dropped his company as a client. If there's any karma in this world, they dropped him for a younger, hotter client. <laughs> Now, do that right there. That is now, now he's going to need someone else to do his taxes. I suggest H&R cell block. We learned. Race right there. We got to race right past that one. In and out. We learned from a court filing yesterday that Mazars, the former president's now former accounting firm, says that the financial statements it prepared for him between June 30th, 2011 and June 30th, 2020, quote, should no longer be relied upon. So for those nine years, no one should trust any of his financial statements or any of his statements. (laughs) According to one expert, according... According to one expert, this could be very bad for the former president. This information could give rise to banks calling their loans, saying, listen, we we, we, uh, gave you money in uh, reliance on information that now turns out by your own accounting firm to be inaccurate. It's very likely the banks might call their loans. He could lose everything and have to move from Mar-a-Lago to (laughs) Car-a-Lago. Looking at the... Uh, turning to news from up north, I'll catch you up on the latest from the maple-flavored nut jobs in our long-running first-time segment, Whoa, Canada! For the past few weeks, Canadian anti-vaccine protesters have been blocking major trade routes, and while authorities have cleared the bridge into Ontario, the protests keep raging elsewhere, teaching Americans a disturbing lesson. There are different parts of Canada... I thought it was Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver, and they were all within canoe distance of each other. (laughs) So yesterday, we saw major pushback from Canadian Prime Minister and hot widower dad in a Hallmark Christmas movie. (laughs) Justin Trudeau. Trudeau turned up the heat to whatever is hot in Celsius. 
declaring a national emergency to end the trucker protest. That is significant. A national emergency allows a Canadian law enforcement to use their most powerful tool, the hockey stick they use to chase geese away. <laughs> in other, in other not-American news, Prince Andrew has settled the sexual abuse lawsuit filed against him by Virginia Giuffray. Finally, justice, one assumes. Because we'll never know. Andrew did not admit any of uh, Miss Giuffray's accusations against him, and the amount he's paying her is confidential. So all the details will now go into the royal palace's dungeon of forbidden knowledge, <laughs> right between Anne Boleyn's head and a pile of taxidermied corgis. <laughs> Those, by the way, that joke was rewritten many times, and those, those were two of the least disturbing things we could think of. <laughs> One detail we do know, according to the statement announcing the settlement, Andrew intends to make a substantial donation to a charity in support of victims' rights. I believe he's donating the money directly to the Prince Andrew Foundation to stop <laughs> Prince Andrew. In, in Tinseltown, Hollywood, la-la news, the Oscars are back. And after three years of hostless shows, we're getting a whole lot of hosts. Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes, meaning this year, yeah. Three good ones. Three hosts, meaning this year, there could be more people hosting the Oscars than watching them. <laughs> the Oscars are trying something new this year caring what the audience thinks, because they're allowing Twitter users to vote on their favorite films regardless whether the film was nominated for an Oscar, <laughs> and that film would be recognized during the awards broadcast. So, congratulations to this year's Twitter Oscar, Homer Simpson slowly backing into a bush. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's not all. Three lucky Twitter voters will be selected to have an all-expenses-paid trip to Los Angeles to present an Oscar award at the following ceremony in 2023. So get ready to hear, and now, presenting the award for Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Dame Helen Mirren and Twitter user ButtBurgerPimp420. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. More Late Show Poncho after this. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand-new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. John, you know, uh, I hold in my hands the keys uh, to the kingdom right here because these uh -huh. are the cards 
to talk to Mr. John Oliver tonight. Always oh, a pleasure yeah. to have John right over there. Tonight, John Oliver. In the Always house. a pleasure. Mm. Hey, John, how long have we worked together now? What are we talking here? What is this? There were six and a half years, something six like that? Six and a half years, over a thousand shows. Way over a thousand shows, right? Twelve yeah. years, something like that. Six and a half, almost seven years. Almost seven years together. And all that time, when we, we got hired, we got hired to work for CBS. That's who we that's got right. hired to work for. Yes, CBS. CBS. The Tiffany yes. Network. Tiffany what Network. an honor, okay? Yes, that's right. And then, at some point, about three years ago, how many years ago? About approximately two and a half years ago, something like that, then Viacom, which used to be with CBS, right, which right. split many years ago. They got back together, and now we work for Viacom CBS. Yep, yep. And matter yep. of fact, just yep. last week, because it was a pain in the ass, and they took months to get it done, just last week, we all had to change our email from CBS.com to ViacomCBS.com. And they said, we're sorry. We, we know this is a pain in the ass. We know this is going to cause trouble, but it has to happen, because we're... We're Viacom CBS now. Yes. So last week they Together. finally changed it over, and about an hour ago they announced that we're no longer Viacom CBS. <laughs> Forget it. Flush that down the toilet. <laughs> Gone. Never to be spoken of again. Uh -huh. We are now all working, and you, you guys probably don't even know this, because it literally happened while we were rewriting the show a minute ago. We now work for Paramount. What? Yeah, we all. <laughs> that's what I said. Wait, That's exactly what? what I said. It's Paramount now. We all work for Paramount now. now and I think, I think it means that we're all in the new Mission Impossible movies because <laughs> I think that's the only movies they make now. It's all... I do, my, I do my own stunts, just like Tom oh, yes. Cruise. This is yes. me right here talking this. Uh -huh. We all work for Paramount now. What does that mean, he asked. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what that means. <laughs> I'm not sure it means I anything. haven't been filled in on what that means. No, no one, has, no one called me. No one, did, did you know? Nobody knew. Wow. Nobody knew what happened. Wow. Paramount it is. Paramount it is. <laughs> I'm a proud, proud Paramount employee, and I always have been. That's right. <laughs> always have. Coming up, John Oliver. Welcome to The Late Show, exclusively on Paramount Television. <laughs> Paramount, a mountain of new names. <laughs> Folks, you know my guest as a former Daily Show correspondent and the host of Last Week Tonight on HBO. Please welcome Mr. John Oliver. Good evening. Good evening. Hello, John. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. It's nice to, it's nice to see you in the flesh. Yeah, I know. I've, uh, it's odd seeing you at an angle. I know. You used to talk to you over Zoom. Perfectly point two, blank. Exactly. Yeah. Two, uh, two, two D Stephen Colbert for the last two years because you were my first Zoom guest. Yeah, right. And we spoke three times over Zoom. You, this is your fourteenth time on the show, but I have not actually seen you in the flesh in two over two years. Exactly. Yeah. And that's it's, right. it's 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 how do, how does it feel to be in front of people again? Because you actually, you have an audience now. You returned to your studio in September, right? Yeah, that's right. We did six or seven shows last year with a very small audience. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be back um, this Sunday. This Sunday? And, yeah, and you, with an you, audience. You tape that on Sunday as well, right? Yes, Live exactly. Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. uh, we'll, hopefully we'll have an audience then. Uh, new 
letter of the Greek alphabet notwithstanding. Right. So hopefully meaning you hope they'll show up or you hope you're allowed to. Like, do you know what's going to happen on Sunday or is it kind of like, we'll surprise you when you get behind the desk? I think we'll open the doors and say, who fancies a little of something inside here and see who turns up? <laughs> yeah. That's nice. That's very nice. That's very nice. Yeah. So how, how, have you, how have you been? How have you, uh... You know, all right. How have you been? It's been a... I've been good. Tough couple of years, right? Good. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm sure. Very glad I had the show to do, but did have to do it with two little children in the adjacent room, which is not ideal in the most emphatic extent <laughs> imaginable. Right, because... OK, so you did it for most of the... Uh, yeah, I'd have uh, to most get... of it with... There's, yes. You literally just went to the next room... This, the next with room. ..with a blank wall... Yes. ..and no sense that any of the material's working... That's just right. ..screaming your jokes <laughs> into a sock. I would give them... ..and then tying the sock to oh. the leg of a dead pigeon and throwing <laughs> it into the ocean. That's basically it. That's, That's what it felt like. I literally... I would give them a, a iPad with... ..loaded up with Paw Patrol episodes, press play, then go into the next door room and rant about facial recognition technology for 30 minutes. In in 2016 and in yep. 2020, and I'm, hope, I'm hoping that this question gets answered with something that gives me hope, so keep that in yep. mind. In 2016 and in 2020, at the yes. end of each of those seasons, you blew up yeah. uh, the year. You blew up we the did. year. We did. And you did not blow up uh, 2021. And is that a good sign? Should I take that, that you have some hope? I think oh. 2021 cleared the lowest imaginable bar. <laughs> and it seems like those explosions are going in, you know, four-year increments, like... OK. ..nihilism Olympics. So... <laughs> 2024, we're looking at a real big caca-boom. Um, what advice do you yep. have for TV hosts... <laughs> <laughs> Such as myself. Yeah, sure. Do you have any idea where this question is going? No. Okay. No, I don't. Good, because it takes a turn here. Yeah. Who also hoped to dabble with explosives? Oh. <laughs> you like? Because that looks like a lot of it, that. That looks blowed up real good. Honestly, it and was really fun. I love really things fun. that go blow up. It was really fun. And the nice thing about that was that because no movies have been shooting uh, in 2020 due to the thing. Yeah. Uh, we got like, these incredible explosives uh, guys who set it all up and uh, said to me, it's going to be very hot, and for about half a second, you're going to feel like you're on fire. How close are you to the... Like, Pretty which, like, close. Like this one? Like this one? This one, this one, this was... The top one was nothing in hindsight. This, this lower one, that got... It, he was about right. It was about half a second in, you think, does this stop, or...? Uh-huh. Is there a shockwave? There, yeah, the shockwave goes through you and mo moves your heart a little bit, but... I was wait, like, wait, a, wait a second. Yeah. Moves yeah. your heart? This is, this that's what, never good. That's what he said to relax me. He said, you'll feel it go through, so your heart will move a bit. <laughs> you sound calm, but the information you're giving me is haunting. Mm. And the, 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 the truly depressing thing was the amount of surprise that they had that I didn't flinch. It was, like, just oh, wow. one after one they come. We, we, I can't believe it. I'm looking at it back now. You didn't look scared. Well, it was, you know, it was a bad year. I'm dead inside. <laughs> it's not bravery. This, now, after doing this, do you think you're prepared to do one of those scenes in a movie <laughs> where you walk away from the barn yeah. and it explodes yeah. and you just keep staring it, at the camera? I will up? say, even though it was done for the darkest of reasons at the most awful of times, it did. There is a child in you that thinks, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. That's nice. Congratulations on thanks, this. Thanks. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Much. Quite an achievement. <laughs> we have to take a little bit of a break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Mr. John Oliver.
everybody. Now, yeah. yesterday uh, was Valentine's Day. True. And you have a sweetie, your, your wife, Kate. You guys do anything particularly? Uh, yeah, I, I'm aware. I'm yeah. aware. aware. She, Is she, there a ring she, on there? She put a ring it. on it. Yeah. Oh, wow. You guys uh, do anything? Uh, uh, Evie uh, and I went out. Uh, no, no, we, uh, we didn't. We, uh, we sat at home, uh, put the kids to bed, um, made a little charcuterie. We've never made a charcuterie before. Wow. Um, doesn't take long, it's cheese and meat, the end. Munched uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. on that, fell asleep, and uh, that's another Valentine's Day in the books. Are you... Are you it, that's, uh, that has its own level of romance. Yeah, of course, you know yeah. I mean? Are you particularly... Like, are, you, you were, are you particularly a romantic person? I don't... Th I mean, I'm... Do you remember the first person you asked out? How about that? Yes, I do, because it's a big moment. I was five years old, as was she. <laughs> as was she. Wow. <laughs> She wasn't married, but I thought I could bring early. this up. Yeah, that that's right. I was, uh, it, she was called Sarah Constable. And what Wait, her name's Sarah Constable? Yes. Yeah. That is a made up Mary Poppins name. You're right. You're right. Sarah Constable. Yeah, Sarah Constable is almost offensively British. Yes. Two five year olds in Birmingham. What I liked about her was she had um, blue national health issue glasses um, and very, very bright, shiny lacquer sandals. And I thought, I like. What's happening here? The glasses, lacquer. You mean like patent leather? Yeah, patent pat leather. Shiny. It was probably plastic. Sure, sure. Because it's England in the seventies, but really shiny. Yeah, really yeah. shiny. And I can't remember any of the features of her face at all. <laughs> Just that she had these glasses and these shoes, like a kind of Nana Mascuri at five years old. If that yeah. reference makes any Nothing. sense to anybody nope. here. Um, and I asked her if she wanted to go on a play date. A blind date? No, no, a play date. A play date? No, not a blind date. I was right in front of her. Her glasses, oh, glasses. were that <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a play date. You, yeah. said, you said play date? I said, I said, would you like to come round to my house to play? Okay. And I knew even in that moment, like, I had kids around before to play, and I thought, this is the kind of question you are, ask, and the answer could be crushing. And she said? And she said, uh, I'll have to ask my parents. <laughs> and that was a win, as far as I was concerned. Yeah. I, and did it happen? I I'm just thinking. Did it actually think, happen? I can't believe it. I'm literally thinking that it never happened. I cannot remember those sandals walking into my house. Really, the sandals is the only thing that sticks with you. Yeah, they were really... I really wanted them myself. What are the odds that she's going to see... What are the odds that she's going to see this interview right now? Uh, low. I mean, we were five years old in Birmingham. I left Birmingham at six years old. We never saw each other again. Sarah, I'm going to assume constable still. <laughs> um, maybe she decided to keep her own name. Hashtag feminism. What is your problem? Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I don't know your current situation, Sarah, right now, but... Um, I remember you. When I say I remember you, I remember two accessories that you wore. <laughs> if, if you still have those accessories that, that you had as a five-year-old, and even hearing this out loud, I'm realising how alarming an approach this might come across to you. Please, please get in touch. At an email I will not give right now. I, I, I hope, there is I hope someone so. in the British press right now trying to oh, hunt no. down Sarah Constable. Oh, that is how it works. That's, isn't it? That is exactly what's <laughs> yeah. happening. Please, please yeah. leave Sarah Constable alone. She had amazing glasses and just top shelf black patent plastic 
shoes. And it was the first time I thought, I want to spend more time with this person. She understandably wanted to get her parents involved in that transaction. I totally get it. Right, I right. do not remember the play date happening. Um, and that's a shame, but, you know, my life could have gone in a different way. Sadly, yeah. I'm not Mr. Yeah. Constable. Of course I would have taken her name. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Are you kidding me? John... John Constable with shiny black leather sandals, I'd have been happier than I am now. <laughs> Still, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, some people watching know you as a comedian. <laughs> and... Fair hit. But, Fair hit. But many, many out there know you as a former violist. You know, that your oh, first yeah. love was the viola. Yeah. Which I was... Uh, I think we, we talked about this briefly once before. Yeah. And I'm just curious. We didn't really get into it as much as I would like to have because I have some friends who play the viola, and they've yeah. recovered. And I was wondering it, what it was that kept you from pursuing that. Why, why didn't you go for... It's a sexy instrument. It was a... It was a well, I would, I would make it... You know, it's a, the joke of the orchestra, the viola. It's, it's one string down. It's got a, a C string. Mm -hmm. um, oh, Jesus Christ, I thought you were reaching serious. for one. Uh, I have a series of viola jokes here, actually. Oh, yeah? Hit me. Yes. How do you keep your, How do you keep your viola from being stolen? How do you keep your viola from being stolen, Steve? Put it in a viola case. What's the difference between a viola and a coffin? Stephen, what is the difference between the viola and a coffin? The coffin has a dead person on the inside. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. What's the difference between a viola and an onion? What is the difference between a viola and an onion? No one cries when you cut up a viola. <laughs> Holy Barely has the construction of a joke. That's just a heartbreaking thing to say. It is, yes. I did. So why didn't you pursue the viola? Uh, because I, I got quite good at it, good enough to realise I was hitting a hard, concrete ceiling, and it was causing me nothing but misery. Because the frustrating thing was I knew how I wanted it to sound, yeah. I knew how it should sound, and I couldn't do it, and every time I practised, I wanted to Pete Townsend it into the wall. Yeah. It, it brought That's the me thing about, utter misery. Uh, you know, musical instruments, not for these fellows over here, no, obviously. But there's a, when you first learn, there's a point at which you think, oh, I'll never be good. Yeah. And then you go, oh, I'm getting good. Yes. Then you get a little bit better and you go, oh, I'm awful. That's the worst. That's the worst one. When they start giving you great music and you massacre it in front of their pained faces. Yeah. That having actually practiced. The, 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 the only the moment I. There, there was one poetic moment I'm glad it gave me was that I, I played. I played the viola at school. I also played in all the school sports teams, which might be more of a surprise. Uh, <laughs> which meant that I, had, I, got, I went to kind of orchestra practices uh, with mud and blood on me. Sure. And uh, I, then I would go to sports practices with my viola case. And which of those two worlds do you think was more accepting of the other? <laughs> but there was this... There was my sports teacher. <laughs> After this one game that we played, I was last out of the locker room and I was... He stood... I was leaving with my case. And he stood between me and the door and he said, is that what I think it is, Oliver? And I said, let's not do this. <laughs> and he said, I used to play the violin. Do you mind if I have a go? So I took this child-size viola and I handed it to him and he took it in his meaty hands <laughs> and he delicately put it under his chin and put the bow on the string and he started to play. And I remember in that moment thinking there is a world in which the sound he's about to make 
is beautiful. <laughs> you know, he plays the Bach double concerto, the slow movement, you know, something truly incredible. But we didn't live in that world. <laughs> we lived in a world where he chose to play, I swear this is true, three blind mice. <laughs> with all the skills of a man who hadn't touched a musical instrument in 20 years and was <laughs> terrible the last time he had. And then he put the violin back into my case, closed it up, handed it to me and said, let's never speak of this moment ever again. <laughs> For that reason and that reason alone, I'm glad and this I is the first time you have mentioned that. Is this the, the, the you first, just broke the a promise. Time, the first you time just I broke a promise. That's right, he, did, he didn't say anything about late night television in America. Okay, good. Yeah. We have to take a break, uh, but please, you stay there and you come back because when we come back, I will ask John about the next new season nine of Last Week Tonight. You have a three and a six-year-old, I do, yeah. Okay, yeah. do they know your work or do they know how about you've done some no. children's movies you've done yeah. wonder park that's true and lion king yeah. and the love guru yeah. do they know <laughs> you i have do they do they know, do they know your work like are you allowed no. them? i took i took them to see wonder park because it was before the pandemic i took them and uh, i was a porcupine in that movie yes. and i said that porcupine uh, afterwards i was kind of slightly cockily thinking this is going to be a magic moment for them <laughs> And uh, they, I said, that porcupine, does that sound like anyone? And they, first they said, no. <laughs> uh, and then I said, well, it sounds like Dada, doesn't it? They went, hmm. <laughs> and I said, well, well, that's me. And they said, no, it wasn't. It was a porcupine. <laughs> I think showing that someone lost himself in the role. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a convincing porcupine. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, season nine yeah. of uh, Last Week Tonight. Sure. Do you ever call it LWT, by the way? You guys ever use the abbreviation over there? No, I don't think I can carry that off. No? Well, you know, hey, hey, gang. Welcome to LWT. <laughs> no, I don't mean... I don't mean on air. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, um, in the offices. Like, like, see, like we got LSSC. It's a little bit... Sure, you're only... It's only one extra syllable. It really feels... Last week, tonight. Yeah, it really feels... L... Double W. No, it's literally worse. T, it's actually it's two worse. syllables it's actually longer. Worse. So that is why we don't call it L-W-T, because it takes too long. <laughs> you, know, you know, the art of conversation in these shows is what I love about them. <laughs> You don't get letting moments breathe. Right, you gotta let. You gotta breathe. let moments like that you breathe. You gotta let a moment breathe. It's the breathe. organic discovery of. <laughs> it doesn't matter what's on the card. You gotta let a moment breathe, and if that means you hear that moment breathe its last breath, <laughs> so <laughs> be it. Sure. Just put a pillow right over the moment and hold that moment down <laughs> till the moment stops That's struggling. Right. That's right. Then you go to commercial. <laughs> you just go. <laughs> it's better this way. Uh-huh. The new, uh, new yeah. season. Yeah. New season starts Sunday, as you said. Let's plug yeah. the product here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how has the, doing the show felt during this administration as opposed to the last one? Because certainly I feel a great difference in my 
in, in my yeah. daily focus. It's much, it's much more fun to do, right? It's, some, yeah. it's not fun writing comedy from absolute despair. Uh, and, and, and for us, it's been, it was so much, even we were getting, our show was getting sucked into dealing with the fire hose of what was coming out of that administration all the time. Mm -hmm. So it is nice to return to do what we do best, I think, which is stories about pace loans <laughs> and, sure. and homelessness. That, okay. uh, yeah. Are you allowed to tell us what this Sunday is about? This Sunday, I'm not sure what it's going to be about yet. Also, I really? will say, if, really? I, if I were to say with any of our shows, what they were going to be, it's not like it would be a great sell. <laughs> it's not like you say, oh, I can't wait to hear this piece you have about sponsored content in local news. Reel me in. <laughs> uh, so oh. it, it, it's better that we don't uh, tell you what you're about to be force-fed on a Sunday evening. <laughs> Well, I hope, I hope there's an audience when you open up the doors. Hope me too. there to watch it. Yeah, me and too. I, I hope people will be... Please, please come. If nobody shows up, give me a call. And honestly, if one person comes up, I want it to be Sarah Constable. <laughs> this has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.